Hi, and welcome back to Amicus. This is Slate's podcast about the courts and the law and democracy and the Supreme Court. I am Dahlia Lithwick. I cover those things for Slate, and we are out with an unscheduled midweek episode of Amicus to discuss the much-awaited 57-page decision that came down from the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals on Tuesday in the Jack Smith criminal case that is connected to the events of January 6, 2021. Now, that case, which was supposed to open next month, has been on a long pause as Donald Trump's lawyers appealed a very broad claim of presidential immunity that had been decided against him by Judge Tanya Chutkin. On Tuesday morning, in an unsigned per curiam opinion, three judges decisively rejected Trump's claim that the former president is immune from any criminal prosecution, first of all, based on principles of separation of powers, and secondly, because the impeachment judgment clause prohibits his prosecution unless he has been impeached and convicted for that conduct first. Joining us today are Slate senior writer Mark Joseph Stern and our jurisprudence editor Jeremy Stahl, who are going to help pick through the significance both of this ruling and also to understand where Trump's immunity claims can possibly go from here. Slate Plus members have access to the full version of this episode. If you're not a Slate Plus member, we're going to share a little taste of that conversation. You can head to slate.com slash amicus plus to become a member and to listen to this episode in full. That's slate.com slash amicus plus. Hi, Mark. And hi, Jeremy. Uh, welcome to the bonkers palooza that is Trump collision cases at the Supreme Court. Hey, Dahlia. Hey, Mark. Hi. Jeremy, I just have to ask you the slightly gossipy question, but it's the one that has been plaguing those of us who've been waiting, waiting, waiting. This argument was heard by the three-judge panel on January 9th. We all listened in. We all covered it. It kind of sort of felt at the time like the panel could have issued an opinion on January 10th or at least the 11th. Uh, what took the panel so long? I know this is rank speculation, but everybody, everybody, everybody was aware that the doomsday clock was ticking away. And do we have any understanding or even good guess or even bad guess at why it is that this decision that really has, in some sense, put a fork in the wheel of this prosecution took so very, very long to write what turns out to be a procurium opinion they could have written, it feels like, on the week after this was heard. I'll give a guess, and you can decide whether it's good or bad or somewhere in between. And my guess is it sort of comes within the frame of your question, which is that they did this as a per curiam opinion. They did this as a group. They did this together. And I think one plausible reason why they did that is they wanted some unanimity, some group consensus. They wanted to have a showing of force as three judges, not just two Biden judges or one Biden judges writing the opinion alone, but all three of them, including a very skeptical of previous efforts to hold Trump and his allies accountable judge, Judge Karen Henderson. They wanted everyone to have that buy-in. And I think a month in the frame of this race race uh, to actually try to complete this trial and this prosecution before the election, a month is very long. But 
in terms of putting together an opinion like this, it's not necessarily that long. And my guess is they valued that desire to take this on as a group and take this on with that group's strength more than putting it out two or three weeks earlier than it otherwise would have been. So, Mark, you and I just filed a piece about this, but can you walk us through what the options are? Essentially, the circuit court panel gives Trump's lawyers six days to either, you know, take this case en banc, to appeal it up to the Supreme Court, or it goes soaring back to Judge Chutkin, who had planned to fire this whole thing up the first week of March. Can you walk us through the decision tree now? What are the options and what do we think is going to happen? So let's assume that Trump asked the full D.C. Circuit sitting on bonk to reconsider the panel's decision. It's not going to say yes. I think it's very clear that the D.C. Circuit will shoot down that request and do so quickly at which point Trump will go to the Supreme Court and he'll go to the court seeking a stay as well as review of the D.C. Circuit's decision. And I think this is where all the action is because it requires five justices' votes to grant a stay. And one of the main factors in deciding whether to do so is assessing whether he has a significant likelihood of success on the merits. If you would like to hear more of that conversation, subscribe to Slate Plus to unlock the full version of this emergency episode. To subscribe on Apple Podcasts, just click Try Free at the top of the Amicus show page or visit slate.com slash Amicus Plus to get access wherever you listen. As a Slate Plus member, not only will you unlock exclusive subscriber-only Amicus content, you will also get ad-free listening across all of your favorite Slate podcasts, shows like Political Gabfest, Slow Burn, and What Next. That's slate.com slash Amicus Plus. We will be back this weekend for a play-by-play on the Colorado Disqualification Clause case that will be heard Thursday, Trump versus Anderson. Until then, take good care.